the Lord at a point we need to look at Jesus and as we look at him we will live most of the time when we are comfortable we lift our eyes off from him it is in crisis that we always look for Jesus or where he is. But I believe that and I pray that we'll continually hold him and let our eyes be on him and never let our eyes be off from him. Say amen. 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 I will maybe finish what I started today because I believe in my heart that God is God. He is real. He is not a concept. Neither is it a story and fable that people have said and we have just come to hear about it. But it's real. The real story of Jesus is real. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He will remain the same forever. The problem is that man may change. It is not God who has changed. It is we men who have changed our position. God is always there, ready to help ready to show himself and really showing himself but you can also go and hide somewhere and say there is no God. No, he is there. It is you who have hidden yourself from him. And I believe that we will draw closer to him as we come to church. I will go back to my scripture which for the past few weeks I have been preaching from that is Luke chapter 4 from 18 to 19 Luke chapter 4 from verse 18 to the 19. Okay, let me read from the 17 so that uh, 
uh, of resisting, which should be. He went to Nazareth, that is after he went through all the temptations. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He scrolled, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, in those days, the Bible was not in a book like this. There were scrolls that were put there. If you used to go to the ministry, land department first, you see the land that has been scrolled, they are there and numbered. You can't go and pull one and open it. So they pulled. And as a custom, the service will begin with prayers being led by the priest. There's no the priest being led by a leader stretching their hands towards Jerusalem. Then they will recite some word from Deuteronomy, whose God they will always recite it, that the Lord that God is one God, they should take their children, not all this and that, and they will recite it almost every day. Then after that, uh, they bring the scroll, they read the prophets, uh, the, 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 the laws, and the prophet. So they are in scrolls. They are in, in scrolls. They roll them like this. Each one with this title. The books were not in combined. Like how I can take one and just, and just if I want something, I just open somewhere and get it. It was very difficult. You have to search for them and, and pick them one by one. And this is, has been made very easy by putting it on the computer. You just hit, pop, 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 it comes. So as the years goes on, things are becoming uh, easier and easier and easier. So that day, scripture, they will always select it and put it down. And after they will read it and read them, then later it will be expounded and be explained verse by verse to the people, the congregant. This is one, and Jesus' custom is that he used to go there and he does all those things. Jesus might be a very good reader and they knew he was very knowledgeable in the Torah and all the rest. So they handed over that day the book of Isaiah, I don't know whether even they prayed before uh, 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 they picked it. It was a program, and they put that one there, but they didn't know that in, even in planning programs, God can have a hand in it. Jesus was to come and speak. So he, they handed it over to him. 
And he then opened the book of Isaiah. They handed the book of Isaiah to him. Then he, he opened a certain area. He rolled and read a portion. And he read that portion, a certain portion. He, I didn't think, he even didn't read everything he read. He just selected a portion because the Holy Spirit said, this is where you should read. This is what talks about you. So he selected the portion and that was the portion uh, we are uh, reading. Then that portion he said, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, that is the Isaiah's one. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. Mark it. He didn't just read. He found. You cannot find if you don't search. We can read the word of God and not find anything. But prayerfully, what God wants to tell us from his word, we must find it. It is not just opening the Bible and reading everything. You must find yourself in the word. There's a lot of things written about you in the scriptures. But you need to find it. And it is left to you to find it. Nobody can find it for you. You must find it. Even when a pastor is preaching, he may say many things, but there are certain things that is connected to your life. It is left for you to find what God is telling you. So don't just go to a church, a program, sit down, listen to very nice sermon, and just, just excite yourself. But when you go, have a searching spirit. He that seeketh will also what? Find. So he found that portion out of all Isaiah then he read, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He's, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then, he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. When he got to that portion, if you read the Isaiah, there are others that follow the judgment, and the, uh, it's coming. When he got to this area, he stopped. This is what I'm bringing. This is who I am. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fasting on him. Is that the first time a scripture had been read there 
No. But this is the first time God has spoken to the heart of people. They might have heard good orators who have read the scriptures, who have read it, but it never touched their spirit. It only appealed to their mental, their mind. But this one touched their heart. You could not sit down. Everybody's eye was fixed on him. That scripture brought the attention of the world to Jesus. I pray that anytime you come to church and the word is preached, at the end of the word, you must fix your eyes on Christ. Not your eyes on a man, but your eyes on Christ. Our preaching, whatever we do, after we have finished, men must see Christ and their eyes must be fixed on him. I hope you're getting me. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fasting on him. And he began to say to them, He has finished. He shouldn't have spoken again. All these words would have been in him. He would have gone out with it. But when he drew their attention and everybody's eyes was on him, he said, look, I have to let them know they are expecting something. They are expecting understanding of what has been written. He said, he began saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The reason why you felt in your heart, the word became life in your heart, is because that scripture is fulfilled in your life today. The reason why you couldn't stand and as if God was speaking to you, you heard this scripture over and over again, but nothing shook you. But today, it has brought a new meaning to you because God himself has fulfilled this scripture in your life. Scriptures are there to be fulfilled. There are so many promises over your life that we need to fulfill. Those things have been fulfilled. What has been fulfilled today? I will briefly go to the same scripture. You see, he spoke about few things. Let's take it. The first one he said, which I spoke about, that to preach the gospel to the poor. He said, if you are poor, in spirit, poor in any other area, it has been fulfilled today. The good news has come to move out of your poverty, mental poverty, 
spiritual poverty, all kind of poverty. You don't now need to go and work and pay for it. It has been fulfilled for you. So you can move out of that situation and now be rich towards God and be rich towards the gospel. The good news is that good news are always for the poor. What is the good news for the poor? What is the best news for a poor person? You don't know. Ah. What will solve a poor person's need? Ah. Don't pray. Don't, don't become too spiritual. <laughs> so the good news is that people think, say, that, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't talk about prosperity, you shouldn't talk about people. I believe in total prosperity. Hey, uh, my parents used to say, my village, they say, say, unisika, usi adro, enye. If you don't have money, you say medicine is not good because you can't buy it. It's good. There's nothing wrong being rich. But there is something wrong being controlled by riches. You hear about rich, people hear about the story of a rich man and a poor man. And they say the rich man went to hell and the poor man went to heaven. It's not because of his poverty, but because of his relationship with God. And it's not because of the poor man's money, the rich man's money, but because he didn't use his riches well. There had been a rich man too. When Jesus died, the poor man went and hid. It took a rich man to go with his authority and take Jesus and bury him in rich people's tomb to confirm the prophecy which the Bible said. Even new woman on Yahiskafunada to show that I am dead so that you can become rich. Good news to the poor. We can be poor in health. The good news for anyone who is poor in his health is what? Huh? Sometimes you can have mental poverty. You have deficiency. 
in your thinking. When they see anything, you don't understand. But God has a way of taking the foolish things in this world, the deficient mind and deficient human being to confound those that the world sees and acknowledge as great. That is his nature. So the first thing is to bring the good news to the poor. Oh, prophet. Poverty is spiritual. It's good. Sometimes I think that if you go through life and you go up, don't forget where God picked you. All the poverty we are going through, it should be a lesson. So that when God raises you and lifts you up, you will know how to handle the poor. Israel went into slavery. So God gave them rules how to deal with strangers because they themselves have been strangers before. Whatever you are going through, the opposite will happen to you. If you are suffering today, you will come out of your suffering. But the reason of your suffering so that you will understand those who are suffering. But unfortunately, man has short memory. The moment they are lifted up from where they are, they forget who raised them. I love David. David knew where God picked him. He knew he was a shepherd boy. He knew he wasn't even the most qualified person to become a king. He knew his position, that his brothers were more qualified than him. When they were even uh, 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 enlisting the army, he was disqualified. So how can he be a general of a nation if he cannot be a private in the army. With all human calculation and when they sat down and enlisted what should make a king, David was disqualified. God picked him. He himself didn't know he would be a king. He said, oh, a shepherd and shepherds were not trusted. I won't mention. <laughs> shepherds could not be trusted. <laughs> Walk in the bush, do anything. But David had his attention on the ship. He didn't know that God was training him to take care of human beings. He was faithful with the ship. So God promoted him and made him a shepherd over human beings. 
Whatever little thing God gives you, be faithful with it. Do it with all your heart. Don't look at somebody's work and say, oh, God, if you had given me this, I would have done better. No. Whatever little God has given you, be faithful. If you are faithful with that little thing, he is going to raise you and lift you up. In your faithfulness to that, then God can place you in a place of position. Once you're faithful, whatever corruption we see at the top, the people were corrupt at the bottom. Yeah, that you didn't have opportunity to be corrupted. If you have a chance of having enough money in your hand that you can spend some of them, and they give you the chance that just spend, you can do anything to it. How many of us who just say, oh God, I'm going to do it faithfully because of what? Even if nobody will find me out, I will still do it faithfully. It will only begin when you started with the letter. But if you were cheating, preferring things here and there and nobody sees it, Taking this, changing figures once more. And because they are not big, it's not found out properly. Or in Yashi. When you grow up, you will change big figures. That is the reason why Jesus came to change corruption. In fact, one of the to change corruption, to give us new nature. Corruption cannot, a corrupted thing cannot be stopped. It can be suspended. I say, hey, Prophet, what are you saying? What I'm saying is that if you have a meat, you cannot reverse. You can only sustain it by putting it in a fridge. If you remove, remove it from the fridge, it will begin to get rotten. Unless it has another new life in it that can make it stand by its own. So what is happening is that we remove that thing from the fridge, it is fresh, and we put it on the table, maybe in the office, and the thing began, began because the fridge is no longer there, it began to corrupt because it has started corruption. What need is that Christ must change the heart. Change and give us new life. Give us his incorruptible life that whether people are there or not, whether fridge is there or not, there is the life of Christ that speaks to us. This is the solution. But temptation down some say, oh, I want to go up. The up temptation is hard. Oh, you don't know. The bigger your life, the bigger 
you are responsible and the bigger your temptations. Ha! If you are struggling, seeking something to eat, always you want, you have prayed to sleep. Your desire is to get food, a place to sleep, put your head. Your likelihood of chasing women will be little. But your attention is not on the women. Plenty of women can pass by you. It's not the people you're looking for. You're looking for food. After getting everything, not only women, but men. He says the older ones are chasing the younger ones. And the younger boys are chasing. The older men are chasing the younger men, women. The younger women, men, are also chasing the older men. The older women. Exchange. Top down, top down. How many of you didn't know some things you did? That was wrong. We all knew it, isn't it? Ah. So if you didn't know, how do you know it was wrong? <laughs> but the power to stop, there is some corruption in the flesh that is prone. The solution to it is what Christ brought. That he will come to live that life. Give us the power. Put his spirit in us. A spirit that won't be forcing to stop sinning. The nature of that spirit is righteousness. The nature of that spirit is to desire God. And what your whole life will be is how can I please God? I pray that you be conscious of this. That our life will be purified. In Jesus' name, amen. He said to preach the good news to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. There are so many people in this world. At the well of Jesus then. And in the world to come. Unless you go to heaven. Once you are on this earth. And there is Satan. And there are human beings. Your heart will be broken. Hey, people will break your heart. Situation will break your heart. You will get discouraged in life. How many of you haven't gone through that before? All of us. Sometimes somebody you trust so much will do something and you feel disappointed in life. Oh? We've all gone through disappointment before. Pastors, priests, congregations, presidents, ministers, parliamentarians, mothers, fathers, Daughters, sons, 
all of us sometimes go through disappointment. Sometimes our expectation do not meet what the person can afford. Sometimes it's a high expectation. Not only can have a high expectation of people, especially people see people riding big cars. You won't even ask his account. You don't know his account. You don't know anything. The fact that the person is in that big car, you think he's rich. You go to him because you have a need. Old man or mama, madam, I'm in trouble. Say, what is that? Say, my landlord is sucking me. And I need rent. And so that somebody says, it's only six thousand. <laughs> you say only, but you are coming to me. <laughs> well, he looks at your car, look at your, your dressing, and say, Look, that's six thousand compared to this. It's only. So he said, it's only 6,000. Meanwhile, you come in there, they should look into your car. It's one gallon. You were calculating how the petrol can bring you to church and take you back home. You too have your thinking. You are, you are disturbed that this car will not leave me in the middle of the road. The person thinks you have more. Meanwhile, he has a little to think about. It's a Sunday car. <laughs> oh. Is it not true? So never judge people by what appearance they come to church with. Sometimes they want to give the God the best that they have. The moment the person says, I'm sorry, or sometimes some people will try and give you 500 Ghana CDs, you go and insult the guy. As if he owes you. Or wanted to carcass him. I can say, Yak as a sem. Who was there once or mutim din din din? Who said once he can't walk out she so? But honestly, the person even might have he heard your situation and he couldn't stand. Maybe. All the money has was 500, he gave it to you. And still, you still, because he hasn't met your expectation. When expectation fail to meet reality, there's disappointment. The reality is that he can't afford it. This is what he has. Your expectation is that he should do better. 
What will happen? Disappointment. Someone, a job, you go, you think, hey, this one is an empty. Meanwhile, there are rules in that business. Maybe government has put embargo on employment. Because of your he should employ me. You go and they will carry them a load of a, a, a trotro. They are not qualified. They haven't been to school. They have, you don't know where to put them. Their expectation is that you should be able to give them something to do. When they fail, you become a wicked person. When you go and stand for an election, they will vote against you. If you're an MP, you want to do the right thing, you may lose your seat. You have to learn how to deceive them. If you want to gain power, you have to tell them what they want to hear, not what you can do. Let us let our leaders tell the truth. Give them the chance to tell us what is right, what is true, what they can do. So that our expectation will be met. Are you angry with me? We can help and help. Sometimes a husband and a wife, there are expectations. One expect this, one expect that, and if they're not able to meet, that's where divorce sometimes comes. In life, even workplaces, workers expect this. Management feel this is what we can do. Except they meet at a point when they meet expectation and really they meet at the real at the at the at, at the point there is satisfaction. But when also the reality surpasses expectation. Maybe you're expecting five CDs and he gives you 100 CDs. Surprises comes. Or, I would like to surprise you. I don't want to make too much noise. But I know what I can do. To heal the brokenhearted. Some are bad in here. Some of your heart are broken by situation. Sometimes by people who have promised you, I want to marry you. You spend your money on that gentleman. Why you're spending your money on him? He's spending the money on another girlfriend. Then you go and here, you'll find out that all the good things you're doing, he's using it to, for another woman. 
what will happen to you? <laughs> you are a Christian, but you curse. You may not be able to curse by the Jehovah God, but you remember the God in your, in your village. He said, this God, this are, you can do dirty work. So now I refer this guy to you. <laughs> deal with him. I'm a Christian, but deal with him. <laughs> the third thing is to proclaim liberty to the captives. If anyone is in some kind of captivity, the coming of Jesus Jesus receiving power. The death of Jesus is to bring, set the captive free. He did it until he, even when he went to hell, those who were captured, he went and said, they say, Satan, you cannot hold these people. Leave them to go. If you are captured by any habit, by any circle of failure, today the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. Through Christ Jesus. Christ is here through his spirit to set you free. You're going to live here being liberated. You're going to live here being set free. Because this is, the, Jesus has fulfilled this. I am not, not now that I am even going to look for it. He has fulfilled it. I'm just going to claim it and give it to you. Just claim it and take it. Say, I, I, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Then the recovery of sight to the blind. Physical blindness. Mental blindness, blindness in different areas. The light, you know, light has a role to play in seeing. How many of you know that? Oh, you don't know. I may be wrong. I'm not talking about science, I'm talking about what I have experienced. That if I'm in a room, you put off all the light. There's no light anywhere. I can't see anything. Oh? It is when light comes that your eyes will benefit. Your eyes may be open, but if there is no light entering it, there's no way you'll be able to find differences. Sometimes you even try to see in darkness because there's little light. But it's difficult to even show which color it is. Oh? You see black and white. Meanwhile, it's not black and white. When the light is not correct or bright, your description of the color will be different. 
So most of us may be describing things, but from a different perspective. That is why I don't blame unbelievers when they are talking in a certain way. Because that light of the gospel hasn't come to them. Don't condemn them. What we need to do is to pray that the light of Christ will go to them so that they can see things in the right way. Jesus came and exercised this by opening the eyes of people, isn't it? People could see. Some were born from birth, but they saw. Some got blind on the way, they saw. Today, whether your situation is genetical, Jesus has the ability to solve it. If it is also because something happened, that is why it happened. He has the power to heal. There was one they debated on him. They said he wasn't the one. They said he was the one. And they asked him, we knew you were born blind. How? And we knew you grew up. We haven't seen a blind man, born, born, somebody born blind, growing up and his eyes opening when he's old. But they knew they heard Jesus healed him. Was it that we heard Jesus healed you? He said, yes. And they asked him, he's a sinner. He said, me, I don't know. Once, I was blind. And now, I can see. It's not you who come and tell me the theology of sin. I don't know. I haven't been to Bible school. I don't know what is theology of sin. One thing I know that God do not hear sinners. But this man has been able to heal me. They started with the parents first. They say, is that that your son? Your, that that you, you gave up? They say, yes. And they wanted to, for persecution. Some of us, we are afraid of persecution so much that when it comes to giving a testimony about Christ because of the public, you are not able to say it. But they knew that if they say yes, they would throw them out of the synagogue. So they said, hey, you're the man is of age. The one you say he saw, he's not a small boy by law for me to go and answer for. He's of age and can answer for himself. Not under my control again. So go and ask him. Brethren, the eyes of the blind he came to open the eyes of the blind. Sometimes we are blind to where wealth are. 
Sometimes we are blind when we are taking decisions. The most serious thing is that taking decision blindly. You may have sincere heart, but it will land you into trouble. May God open our eyes as we walk, when we meet people, when we take any decision, when there's any contract and we are going to sign. May God open our eyes so that we don't hang our neck in a rope unknowingly. May the Lord open your eyes to find so that there's, there's a job for you. So that God wants to bless you. But there is an area God wants to bless you. As long as you are blind towards that area, you'll be hitting wrong areas. And you think, look, things are hard. Just find the right thing and do the right thing before you realize you'll be on top. I pray that each one of you will find the right thing which God has purposed you to do so that you will walk in the perfect will of God and that will make you great. That's the reason why Jesus came. Maybe finally, 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 to set at liberty those who are oppressed. There's so much oppression in this world that we are living in. Sometimes nicely the half will always oppress the don't have. Nice oppression. Trying to enforce their rules on you. Why nobody is stopping anybody in enforcing their laws? But you cannot pull your laws to come to Ghana. It's oppression. A nation oppressing other nations. Jesus came to liberate us. And it should be a lesson so that the oppressed will rise up and to fulfill his mandate. Have a bargaining power. If they hold this, you hold this and they suffer, you suffer. Why can't they go to Southern Arabia and enforce the same law? Because they have a bargaining power. If you have something, nobody can oppress you. If you don't have anything, you'll be oppressed. If you don't want to oppress, you'll be oppressed. Rise up. Nobody loves you more than himself. By nature, human beings are 
selfish. Whatever, if anybody wants to enter into an agreement with you, he's not thinking about you. He's thinking about himself. So he will find out any loophole that will help him to gain an advantage over you. So may God open and revive us, our young ones, our businessmen, our scientists, let them rise up to fulfill their mandate on FA that the brain people have in America, Europe, in the Western world, the same brain is in you. Say so for her. Where's our call? Yeah, Ghana, my wife. I love Ghana and its food. The food there, I don't like it. I'm not trained to eat it. I wasn't trained to eat it. I have a habit. But don't blame anybody. I blame ourselves. I am not blaming anybody. Let's see ourselves. We haven't taken our position as Christ did. Now Christ has come to set us at liberty to fulfill whatever God has given to us as Africans, as men, as Ghanaians, as families, as individuals. Don't wait for anybody to tell you to do what you ought to do. Do it. You may meet opposition, but at the end, you will fulfill it. God bless you. God bless you. Our Heavenly Father, the last one is to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I love it. I reserve it maybe for next week. Or I'll just hit it and let's go. This to proclaim what? The acceptable year. The acceptable year is a year of jubilee. 50 years. Every 50 years, every slave, everything that has been taken from the family can be restored. It is a year that things are restored back. What you've, you've lost come back to you. If you are a slave, you are set free. If we were suffering, if we were called Ted well, we have not been released. Acceptable here to begin is a new beginning for you that nobody now controls you but God. It's a new time you, are no, you no longer work for people but you work for yourself. What you've lost, you are going to take it back. Our year of the year of jubilee or an acceptable year. This is the year God has accepted you. It's your acceptable year. You're going to rise up. Whatever you have lost, you are going to be, receive it back. Whatever you ought to have that people have taken away from you, God shall not may. 
but God shall restore it unto you. Look, many are going to rise up from this place, young and old, and fulfill. No human being can stop you and can stand on your way again. God is going to guide people and lead people, and they are going to rise from one level to the other. Nothing can stop them. The world cannot stop them. Satan cannot stop them. Witches cannot stop them. God is raising you. Your marriage, your children, whatever is blocking it, today I pronounce, I pronounce that into you. You are now, your year, acceptable year, acceptable year, acceptable year. There's going to be a miracle in your life. The miracle in your life. A miracle in your life. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy in the life of your people, oh God. Today, the day which you've said that you've accepted them in every area, a day of jubilee, may you set them free from the hands of this suffering, from the hands of the enemy, from the hands of destruction, from the hands of diseases and sicknesses, from the hands of the enemy that holds them. Today, I pronounce that liberty unto you. In the name of Jesus, may you now Take what belongs to you. What I've been promised you from the beginning. May it be your portion. You will no longer run in a circle. You will no longer walk in a circle. Now the circle is broken. You must go high. You must climb up your mountain and reach out to what belongs to you. Today I prophesy in your life. Marosta paru kataya. Miriosta paruna atasumara Someone will rise up. Someone will be somebody. Someone is set free. Someone will touch what belongs to him. Someone dreams will be fulfilled. According to the word of the Lord, I pronounce that to you today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. We have come.